When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. I'm not supposed to sing, Petey. Petey, I'm not supposed to sing. Of course I know I'm not supposed to sing, Petey. What do you think I am, foolish? I know how I know how entertainment goes, Petey. All right, guys. Welcome to Inside Tinseltown. You've got go picture, kid. I'm Dutch Allen here on the Napsack Files podcast feed. Thanks to Kenny Napsack letting me come in the studio every now and then and talk about Hollywood, Tinseltown, the things I know. Happy to be here. I am uh, been around the business a long time. I'm not really active in the business anymore. I'm not really active, but I produced a lot of things back in the day. I directed one film, Petey. You know that? I'm not even going to tell you what film. It did not come out the way we talked about it. Uh, back at Musso and Franks, we sat down to plan this out here, me and some studio guys, some buddies of mine. It didn't come out the way we planned. I'll tell you that right now, Petey. Petey's my producer. You hear me talk to him a lot there. He doesn't like, he is shy. Petey, the kids liked you last time. Say hello. Petey, say hello. Uh, That's what you're doing there, Petey. Get back in the booth. All right, guys, here, I want to, we're going to do a special, I should apologize last time here. I'm so used to saying go picture all these years. I, I did last, the first episode, I I, touched, I didn't even get the name of the show right. It's Inside Tinseltown. I was calling it Tinseltown News. I had the Tinseltown part down, but the rest of it I didn't have there. Uh, Dutch Allen is my name. I got that part right, though, all right? What do you think about that? All right. I've been around the business, Petey. I know the rules, I know, and I know how to break them. Anyways, tonight here, we usually like to talk about news. We talked about the solo picture and that kid, uh, uh, Alden, uh, uh, the kid Alden, you know the kid. Uh, we talked about that last time here, but uh, this time it's going to be a movie review here. The, the people like that. And the people, back in, uh, back in the day there, Petey, when you got to go picture and your picture went all the way up on the silver screen, uh, the reviews were big. You used to gather around the fish wrap the next day and see, what did I get? What did Pauline Kael rate my movie that we put all this hard work into, you know? We, we would put a lot of hard work into it. And, uh, you know, so I would always, uh, you know, the, the reviews um, it would, it would break your heart. They would break your heart. I'll tell you that much. Um, so, uh Nowadays, anyone goes to, they go to the pictures, and any Yahoo, and I say that respectively, any Yahoo can sit down and, and then review the movie on their phone, right there on your phone. I was, uh, I was at one picture, uh, and this guy, uh, right when the credits roll, and then uh, I started to get out, but he says, you, you want to sit down, there's an there's a end credit scene. I'm like, you know what, it, the only end credit scene I want is me and the pisser. Because I've just sat here for two hours. That's that's the end of the story I want to know. I don't need to know the best boy uh, and the grip and the PA, which is really just some uh, nephew of some someone's uh, rich uncle. I don't need all that there. But apparently they're putting uh, a lot of stuff at the end of 
credits now, PD. I don't, I don't really like that. But at the end of this movie goes on, the credits come up. I didn't understand the scene. There some characters that winning in the movie. I didn't get it. Uh, he, he whips out his telephone. Now, I have a smartphone, all right? I do prefer fi- flip phones. Flip phones? Flip phones? <laughs> flip phones. I do prefer the flip phones. The flip phones. But uh, I, uh, I tell you what, Dem. Uh, he uh, just immediately started uh, talking into the phone, but, like, holding it up to his face, not his ear. And I'm looking, I'm seeing it, and, he, and he's got, like, comments. There's, like, little bubbles coming on the screen, hots. I saw hots. I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, excuse me. I must ask, what in the flying hell are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm doing the, the initial reaction to the movie, he tells me. With much confidence, I would say. The youth of uh, America these days, much confidence. Misplaced confidence most of the time, but confidence nonetheless. And he just tells me this. He says, there we go. I'm doing, I'm saying right then and there. It used to be an art form, you know? It used to be an art form. Used to sit there, used to wait. We talked last, uh, last show about my friend Army Archer. There was an artist. There was an artist. Um, but hey, that's what it is. I'm not, look, I'm a Yahoo talking into a microphone now. I used to say for years, go picture. Now I say, I saw the picture. So I want to get in on that. That's what I'm doing that day. I'm quite frankly, I'm a little jealous. I could have made, you know how much links I had to go to? Do you know how much, uh, uh, Bags of just cold, hard cash I had to drop in Robert Evans' living room to get a movie made back in the day. And now people are just, you, you got these cameras that are the size of uh, my third wife's uh, lipstick tubes, and you're making movies on them. It's, it's impressive. I'm jealous in a weird way. I feel I, I feel I would have had a better career, or maybe at least retired earlier that I wouldn't even be here talking to you, Petey. So anyways, I wanted to do a movie review here uh, on this picture that everyone's talking about, the Marvel Avenge team. Uh, what? The Marvel Avengers. I, uh, and I, look, I, I knew Stan Lee. I know Stan Lee's still kicking around. God bless him. Uh, I knew Stan Lee. One time in 1978, me and Stan Lee uh, and, and Jimmy Breslin went down to a uh, small bar in Lower Manhattan, and we drank until the sun came up. And the secrets, the secrets that Stan Lee said, the stuff he said about Kirby would have, would have made you blush. They did not get along. They did not get along. So uh, I know Stan Lee. I'm very proud. I love seeing Stan in these pictures. So I check him up. I check on these. You know, I check on these, these pictures. And you guys, we talked about it last time. I am a, a big fan of Bob Downey Jr. because I am old friends with Bob Downey Sr. Me and the late great Paul Mazursky uh, would, would head on down to the farmer's market, 3rd and Fairfax, to get a coffee. And we'd sit down for hours talking about, about our lives and the, and the gossip. That was the trades. You know what I mean? People go on online. They, go, they make the tweets to find out what's going on in Hollywood. But it was, it was Mazursky. Uh, Robert Altman would be nearby, uh, Bob, Bob, ja- Bob Downey Sr., some other folks there, some authors, some novelists. Later on, some like a young kid, uh, up-and-coming director, try to hang around us. I, I didn't care for him much. Um, and then, uh, you know, we uh, Mazursky passed on, God rest his soul, and, and, and the group group kind of broke up there. And I'll tell you what, the place to get coffee, if you're down there at 3rd and Fairfax of the Farmer's Market, his, PD, take notes on this, all right? Take notes on this. If you want coffee, you got to go down to the coffee corner. The name says itself. It's simple, simple advertising. The coffee 
corner. You go there, don't go to no Starbucks, and don't go to no coffee bean. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with big enterprises. But you want it, you want it, you want it from a family. You know what I mean? And you go down there, Lillian at the coffee corner is where I get my coffee. And I used to, there was a time I'd go to Bob's Donuts uh, across the little uh, patio there. Go to Bob's Donuts there. And yeah, I tell you, buttermilk glazed donut that Bob got, has there is, is one of the, it's probably my favorite donut. I, that I will admit. Uh, so what I would do sometimes is I'd go to Bob's, I'd get the donut, and then I'd, I'd pay, it's like a buck 38. I'd pay it, I'd talk to Bob, Bob Desquella, the owner of, of Bob's Donuts, and then I'd, uh, I'd sneak on over. To Lillian over the coffee corner, and I get a coffee, and Bob wouldn't like that. So he owns the seafood, the Tesquela Seafood, which is right next to the coffee corner. So it was hard to sneak around. And, uh, you know, Mazursky loved it there. He, he, was, uh, he was a card. We had a good time there, but that's where I get my coffee. Third and Fairfax Farmer's Market. Go to the coffee corner there. Uh, tell him I sent you. Uh, tell him Dutch Allen on the Knapsack File podcast feed sent you. You will not get a free coffee. Anyway, so, I, you know, I said it last time. I love, I love Downey Jr., I love Bobby Jr., and I love Bob Downey Sr., but that's another time. And I, I swear I'm not going to do another episode where I mention Bob Downey Sr. But anyways, I really wanted to see the superhero pictures. I do like them. I told you I like Stan Lee. Um, and so we went, to, went down to see it. So here's my official review. All right, you ready for this, Petey? Get it going here. Press, uh, press the record button twice for me just to make sure this is going now. Um, I, I don't quite understand. Now, I've seen a lot of these Marvel pictures. Um, I know Superman's not on this team. I know Batman is not on this team. I get that. I get the two. I, I'm not that out of touch, all right? I know you think I am, uh, but I would have preferred a Batman on this team. Everyone's making quips, all right? Everyone's making quips. I'll tell you what. Have you ever been in a large-scale fight, Petey? I know you think I sat behind a desk and said, go picture, all right? I did see some military time, but I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I once went to Marlon Brando's house for a poker game on a Friday night. Everything was starting out great. A little whiskey's being passed, or passed around. Things are going good. Uh, Bob Mitchum shows up there. Bob Mitchum could be uh, one, two drinks charming. Third drink, it was a war. And that's what happened there. I have never seen a chair fly so far after Marlon Brando threw the damn chair. It hit a cheetah. I'll tell you what. It was one of, and there was a straight-out street fight. Me and one of the uh, house uh, butlers there. Yeah, Brando had a, a lot of servants there. Well, I, servants isn't the word we probably want to use. House uh, administration team, I don't know. Uh, the help is uh, disrespectful. I'm, I'm trying to change with the times, but you know what I mean. It was the butler. Uh, me and the butler found ourselves back-to-back cornered. I had a broken chair leg. He had a broken whiskey ga- glass that he had broken into and was going to use it as a, a glass grenade, basically, if anyone came up to us. Finally, after about 3 a.m., this fight's going all around. Brando blows a whistle. Where he got this GD whistle from, I don't know. It looked like the type Lombardi would blow when he was mad at Bart Starr. And the whistle blows, and we all freeze. And he says... Congratulations. That's a horrible Brando. But you know, he says, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. We all uh, got out our inner violent tendencies. Let's get back to the game. And we played till 5 a.m. I won $242,000 that night. Anyways, point being, have you ever been in those type of fights, Petey? You got to have your head on a swivel. I watch these movies. There's a lot of these fights. And everyone's quipping. All right? When, when you're fighting, when you're in the trenches and you got a broken chair leg as your only weapon... And the butler's next to you, and he's bleeding from the head and screaming, this isn't what I signed up for. That's about as quippy as it gets. 
So these movies here, I get it. The crowd's laughing. Everyone's having a fun. But right from the get-go, everyone's laughing. All right? You got the, the space wizard guy, uh, Cumberbatch, who's a great actor, by the way. Loves it. He's a great dragon. He's a great dragon. You know who's a better dragon, though, and didn't get as much credit as he should? Sean Connery. That, that was a dragon. Cumberbatch is there, and he's making comments about sandwiches, and then you got Peter Parker, uh, Spider-Man, who, who's a good... I, I, I understand Spider-Man. I used to read Spider-Man um, uh, to, the, to the grandchildren there, you know, and I remember, I remember Spider-Man comments when I, was a, when I was a kid, when I was a youngster. You know what I'm talking about, Petey? So, uh, you know, the, the action's going for but everyone's making quips. Everyone's got to have a joke, all right? Now, I know, I, I read some of the papers, and I saw some of the YouTube reviews there that people, they thought they thought Superman was too serious, right? Back in the other, the DC pictures, everyone's too serious. I'd rather have too serious than, uh, you know, guys in superhero costumes with little rapid-fire jokes every time someone's swinging a weapon. I, it just doesn't seem uh, realistic to me, but I guess... That's just me, and no one's, I, you know, if I, I can't complain about that and say that's not realistic when the whole point of the movie is some big purple man's coming to collect his jewelry to kill uh, 50% of the people. I guess uh, that's not necessarily realistic either, unless <laughs> you met my fourth wife and you took her brooch. But, so, uh, you know, things are going on there, but I'll tell you who I do like there. There's, uh, they, they tickle me. I think they're really funny. I like the movie they were in. It's, uh, it's uh, the kid from the TV uh, Chris Pratt, uh, he was great. I liked him when he was fatter, but he's pretty funny. And he is, and and he's going on with the uh, the Greek god there, and they're they're going back and forth, and that's funny. Then you got Dave Batista there, who I'll tell you what, uh, you you know, PD, I like going to the wrestling matches, and I uh, Batista was a wrestler, uh, and and he's come a long way. And I think he's good. He was he was really good. I'll tell you what, he was really good in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was surprised as anyone. He really had a great opening scene, and you ha- you need to open up a movie. You need to open up a movie strong, and you got to put your best foot forward. It's like a leadoff player in baseball. You know what I mean? It's Lou Brock in 1967 for the Cardinals. That's what it was. Blade Runner 2049. People don't believe me. I'm up on the movies, Petey. I know what's going on. But the Guardians, they were the team there. So stuff's happening. Everyone's going up. Captain America shows up. That's a, you know, Captain America's a good guy there. And then you got Scarlett Johansson, who uh, is playing uh, Widowmaker, I uh, think's her name. And she's, and she's great with the martial arts and stuff like that. And I love, I love a dame with martial arts skills. You know, it does, it, it's, it's impressive. I don't have them. I never will have them. And she's in there flipping around, flippity dooting around, and, take, and I love it. It's great. And then you got the guy... Um, dressed up as an owl and they're flying around and they save uh, they save one of the Olsen uh, twins uh, and uh, then you got uh, Paul Bettany who's uh, I know Paul Bettany I met Paul Bettany at a, a post Golden Globes party uh, maybe 10 years ago uh, I thought he was the valet I kept trying to give him my keys uh, when I showed up uh, it turns out he was he was an actor uh, uh, and he's come a long way and he, he's in the solo picture too I'm looking forward to see him there um, uh, he's there and he's got a, he's got one of the jewels in his forehead and I'll tell you what uh, <laughs> I have had a jewel in my forehead I wasn't joking about my fourth wife and her brooch trust me on that Petey we're not gonna I can't go into detail and you're looking at me like that you look at you're looking for a scar that, that's it look at the scar right there look at that look at that there you see that scar Petey touch it Petey touch it touch it touch it it, your, fing- your finger goes in like a little bit, right? It's, it's an indent on my head. Sorry. I get, I'll lean into the mic. Don't worry. That's, yeah. My fourth wife, 
Uh, I accidentally took a brooch. It fell into my golf bag. She showed up on the ninth hole. She uh, hit me with my sand wedge and then drove the brooch into my forehead. So I've had jewelry in my forehead. I can understand Bettany's problem, why he's just like, you know what, maybe it's better if I die, because this is pretty painful. Anyway, so stuff's going on there. But those guardians there, the, the good, and I'll tell you what, uh, this, this girl Zoe, uh, Zoe Saldana is her name. And I know who Zoe Saldana uh, is because uh, I'll tell you, one of, one of the greatest movies of all time. All right, I'm joking. It's not one of the best movies, but it could have been, should have been. But it contained absolutely one of the, uh, one of the best stars in, in, uh, in, in all of the world. And that is the 2002 American Road Picture Crossroads. All right? Oh, you, you look, you're looking at me funny? Like I don't... Crossroads starred the second greatest superstar of our time, Britney Spears. Have you seen a Vegas show? She's out in Vegas now, right? I think she's still there. I, I, I don't know. I haven't been... I went to Vegas a little bit, but I uh, went for other reasons there. I know, I know, I know Celine's out there still. Elton, Elton was up for a while. Did I ever tell you the night, Petey, that me, Elton John, Bernie Taupin, Bernie Taupin and Meatloaf... Stood up at the top of Elton John's house in Brentwood, Bel Air, Brentwood area. Stood on his roof till two in the morning, barking like dogs, drunk off whiskey. Did I ever tell you about that? 1979. It was a great time. I miss talking without John. We haven't talked in about five years. Anyways, uh, Britney Spears is absolutely one of the greatest stars of all time. She's the number two biggest female star in the world. I'll say star because Britney, Britney, uh, Britney's bigger than any gender could, could contain her. But I'll tell you what, in terms of just female superstars, if you want to look into those terms, there's two. Britney Spears is number two, number one, and Margaret. You don't believe me? You go back and check those pictures with Elvis. You tell me Anne Margaret isn't the greatest female star of all time. Elvis might be the greatest star of all time. Them together, I don't know how the earth didn't explode. Just break them hot the moment that movie hit the screens. But anyway, Zoe Zaldana uh, was in that movie Crossroads. It's it's one of my favorite pictures. Is it one of the, is it the best picture in the world? No, it's a coming of age story. I like coming of age stories here. But anyways, uh, back to the picture. Zoe Zaldana dies. Um, she's thrown off, and I didn't get that part there. Skeletor's there, he's, but he's got a red face now. Uh, I remember, because I was, I was part of the two team that produced the He-Man movie, the live-action He-Man movie, uh, uh, which, which starred Dolph Lundgren, uh, who, who, who should be a star. Should be a, he's, he should be a bigger star than he is, all right? Uh, people like him. They, they, they respect his name now. It used to be more of a joke here, but I like him. But I was part of the team that, that brought that He-Man to the big screen, and Skeletor was in the picture. Frank Langella plays Skeletor, and he didn't want to do it. I'll tell you what. He, we had a go picture. We had a go picture, kid. And Frank Langella doesn't want to do it, so we meet over Jerry's Deli, Studio City. Uh, and we sit down over some matzo ball soup, which, by the way, has gotten very expensive over there. $17.25 for one bowl of matzo ball soup. Petey, it's ridiculous. These are the problems with these times. So You know what I mean? The world is falling apart. We got Hawaii is like ready to go under the water, and matzo ball soup is $17.25. You tell me that the Lord Jesus ain't coming back. But Frank Langella didn't want to do it, and I told him, I looked at him, I said, I said, Frank, lean in closer. The soup's hot, but get close to my face. Darth Vader. 
Darth Vader, all right? Ming the Merciless, right? right? The drill instructor from the army movie. Which one is it? Not Hamburger Hill, no. The other one. Those are the greatest villains of all time on the big screen. Right? And Frank's looking at me. He's sweating now because his face is over my matzo ball soup here at Jerry's Deli. I said, those are the greatest villains of all time on the big screen. You're going to be in that conversation if you take the part of Skeletor. Boom. He signed right there. Go picture. Uh, we went to the screen, and that movie did not work. So anyways, I was surprised to see Skeletor show up in this movie, but he had a red face on. He had a red mask, uh, and he's talking to the big purple guy and Zoe Zaldana. They throw Zaldana off the cliff, which I think is a, just a waste of talent there. And I don't get the point there. This is a bad guy, right? And I'm supposed to have sympathy for him. He's killing this character. You don't, you know, kill, kill Skeletor. Take the jewelry you need. Why you got to... I didn't get it. And this flashing back to her as a, as a kid, and he's being nice and everything. And, yeah, all right. So, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to believe that he's uh, got, a, got a good heart here, you know? Even Slugworth and Willy Wonka probably had a good heart. We don't really see Slugworth, though. It's a guy pretending to be Slugworth. Have there ever been any uh, attempts to make a movie about Slugworth? I, that's the kind of picture I'd like to see, Petey. Uh, Willy Wonka is spectacular there, you know, uh, 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 you give me, you give me, uh, give me Willy, Willy Wonka and Gene Wilder. Let me tell you something. Gene Wilder. I saw him at a party once do it like a soft shoe dance routine on top of a, a dining room table. Uh, Billy D. Williams was there. It was the late seventies there. Richard Pryor was there. You can, you, you know, it got crazy. Uh, it was spectacular. That man was a talent. Rest his soul. Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder. But I think you, how about a picture? Can you see it? I can picture it. I, you know, the, 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 you take a, a nice uh, helicopter shot. You take it over, uh, what was it, Willy Wonka was in England, right? All right, let's update it there. Let's put it, uh, let's put it in Chicago, all right? So you're flying over, what? A drone, a, a drone shot? You want to, okay, that's the, the robot cameras that are flying around? All right. All right, Petey. I'm okay with that. Take a drone shot. Not a helicopter shot. That's for you, Petey. Take a drone shot over Chicago through the fog. Steam's coming up. We leave the major, the downtown area. and We head a little bit, little bit to the suburbs. You know, what's that, Richmond? Uh, you head over there. You're seeing yourself some of the pizza restaurants, people like Chicago, baseball stadiums there, the Cubs are playing, uh, maybe Ryan Sandberg's uh, at the plate or Leon Durham. And, um, and, and, you, and you, you show up there and you, you move in on a big factory and you just keep pushing in with your, with your robot drone and you fly straight on in to the factory, to the upper window, like a big window overlooking the factory and it, there's a lot of work going on. You don't know what's going on. Boom. Right there, he's got a dark suit on, some glasses. I want to give him a little bit of a menacing goatee. Boom. And right on the screen, it shows up big letters, Slugworth. Slugworth. You like that? The story of Wonka's rival. 
Go picture, kid. You got go picture, kid. I'm telling you right there and there. Anyway, so uh, they kill Zoe Zeldana. Uh, everyone's going up there. And then uh, there's this big fight down there uh, in the jungle there. And uh, I like I, I saw that Black Panther movie. That was a fun movie. Uh, I saw it at a Magic Johnson theater uh, down in uh, down in downtown L.A., in the outskirts of downtown L.A. Uh, I had made a wrong turn. I bought the wrong tickets. I meant to see it in Pasadena. Here I was down here at Crenshaw. That was an experience. I'll tell you what. That was an experience. Black Panther, that's my favorite Marvel superhero picture. I'm telling you right now. So they go to where they are in, uh, in uh, Wanda Town, Wanda, Wandaville, whatever. And they go down there. Great fight sequence. It got me going. That was up there when, when, uh, when the lady gods are up there uh, with the shaved heads and the, and the spears and, the red, and they're like ready to fight the aliens there. I'm telling you, that was up there. That was up there in some of the greatest medieval movies of all time. That was, that was my blood was pumping. And luckily, I had taken the right amount of hot pills and I survived the viewing experience there. So one of the greatest all-time fights in a world ensues. It's I was on board, and I normally don't like these computer fights where it's all these computer-generated graphics and they're flipping and flopping around the screen. I, I lose. There's a connection uh, problem with me. I don't connect to these as much, but here it was. It's going on there, but then uh, the guy, uh, Bettany's up there, and they're trying to get the jewelry out of his head. I, I, I was on the edge of my seat. I will admit that there. But then all of a sudden, I don't know. Uh, you know, we got... Um, uh, Thor's up there with a, a giant dwarf, which confused me. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. And he's up there, and he's holding up the, the, the sun or something like that, and they make a special weapon, and the talking weed uh, does something, and now he's, got, now he's back. He's back. And, and let me tell you something there. It was one of the smartest things they ever did was cut the Greek god's hair. It's one of the Hemsworth kids. That's a good-looking kid. All right? He's a good-looking kid. I had the privilege of seeing Paul Newman in his prime. I knew Newman. I was on the set of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, just checking things out. Raindrops kept falling on my head, you know what I mean? And Newman was mesmerizing. Years later, years later, I'd be in my kitchen having a late-night salad I'd reach for some of that Newman's own salad dressing and just holding the dressing in my hands. A shiver went up my spine, but it was a good shiver, Petey. You know what I mean? Strange times. Uh, the Hemsworth kid, the Greek god kid, he's, a, he is, he's that to me. I'm glad they cut his hair. I'm glad they cut us here. This isn't 1969. We're not going to groove along to the Flying Burrito Brothers out at Woodstock. We're not doing that. Cut his hair. You got yourself a movie star at that point. And so he is. He's a movie star. He gets the weapon. The talking weed makes a weapon. The giant dwarf saves the day. I don't know. Uh, and then and he's, and he's back. And then, and then he's fighting the purple guy. And I'm thinking, this is it. This is the end. The purple guy's got all the jewelry, but then he's the bad guy. He's got to die. He's got to die. That has to be the end of it. He gets stabbed. Uh, you know, you got uh, the other Bob Downey Jr.'s on the other planet still. This picture, this picture took place on Earth and in space. That kind of stuff blows my mind. Hard to follow sometimes for me, but this one I got it. 
And Bob Downey Jr.'s up there. He's hanging out with Batista and everybody and, and uh, the TV kid. And uh, they're all up there. there. But, so I'm thinking this is the end. We're going to have a big party. Music's going to swell, going to play. Everyone's going to cheer. Those very sexy lady gods uh, are going to be finished killing the aliens. Killing, stabbing them dead. And they're going to celebrate, right? Steve Rogers is going to crack a smile. I know that's part of the characters. He doesn't smile or something like that. Uh, but no, no, it doesn't happen. Purple guy says something about you should have cut my head off. And then slowly, out of nowhere, everyone starts burning up and becomes ash. It, 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 was, it was kind of, it was, it, was, it, was, it was off-putting is what it is. I don't like playing with fire. I really don't. In uh, around 1982, me, uh, Bob De Niro, John Milius, and Martin Scorsese went on a camping trip to upstate New York. It gets cold up there. We decided, let's go. And Milius was the one who was telling us, you've got to reconnect with your primal soul. So we go up there. We went on a little campfire. Little campfire, we're roasting marshmallows. I'm sure we had a little bit of too much of the good Lord's whiskey. And uh, Milius fell into the fire, face first. Burned half his beard off. Uh, De Niro, Bobby De Niro pulled him back. Um, we, I threw my whiskey on him. Doctors later told me wasn't the best decision. But he had no scarring. He grew his beard back. I think he just singed his hair off. We got him out in time. That was off-putting. And now I hear I'm watching this picture... And the purple guy is doing this. He's burning people up. They're turning into ash right in front of me. And the Peter Parker kid, who is this is a good kid. I like this actor. He's, uh, he's from Holland or something like that. He's speaking with an American accent. I like this kid. And he's holding on to Tony Stark. I don't want to die, he says. I think I don't. I'm not bad with quotes. I Don't, don't let me go, he says. Um, and, if it, and it was sad. There was, a, there was some, a, some people next to me. They had, uh, it was weird. They were adults. But they had on T-shirts that you'd get at a kid section, and they were crying. They were all in, which I love. I love seeing. You know, that's the purpose of why we make these pictures, right? We make these pictures to connect with the audiences. And these, uh, these uh, grown adults in the uh, uh, kids' T-shirts were, were crying. And I, I like that there. That, that was good. It was good. But anyways, everyone fades away. This is a downer of a movie. And then he's out at a campsite, and he's staring off into the sunset. And I'm thinking, this is the villain. This is the, this is the bad guy. He's won. I don't understand this. And then someone tell, was telling me that the space wizard might have done something. And we, who, by the way, that's Cumberbatch. And he's a traitor because he gives away the green jewelry. I don't like that at all. But I guess, but someone, one of these adult kids was telling me afterwards. They're like, no, it's, it's a part of a plan. It's going to be part of a thing. And there's a second picture. There's a sequel picture. And we're going to figure it out. So then I'm thinking, well, then where's the stakes? Where's the stakes? Everyone on this screen just died, or 50% or whatever the, the hell the number is, because some of these people are alive. Greek God is alive. Iron, Iron Guy's alive. They're sitting up there. I think uh, Steve Rogers, no smiles or not, he's alive. Uh, I hope to God Scarlett Johansson is alive. I didn't, I didn't really see that one there. Um, but have you ever seen The Prestige? That's, uh, that's an underrated picture. And some of Johansson's best work there. David Bowie is Tesla in Prestige. David Bowie's Tesla. Absolutely. Absolutely. 1981. Me, Bowie, Grace Jones, Andy Warhol, Studio 54. Let me tell you something. I did some things at night I hadn't done before. 
and didn't do again, is all I'll say. So um, this is what's happening. So some of these people are alive here. So I guess, are they going to fight? How can you beat this guy? He's got all the jewelry. I thought that was the point, right? Every movie's supposed to have a MacGuffin and a ticking clock. That's how you write big pictures. This movie had that, but the clock ran out. So I didn't like that at first, Petey. You hear what I'm saying, Petey? I didn't like that at first. I sat there, and the crowd's hushed. The adult kids next to me are crying in the T-shirts. And I am uh, looking down at my empty popcorn bag and my empty soda pop, uh, which I wish to God at that point was a whiskey. And I was sad. I was affected. But at the same time, like, this, where are the stakes? Are they going to come back? Are they going to come back? What's going on? Did the bad guy really win? This ticking clock expi- I was confused. I was confused. So then I'm sitting there and I'm getting ready to get up. And again, the adult kids next to me say, oh, you want to stay? There's an end credit scene. I'm like, son of a bitch. They, they keep putting these scenes at the end of movies. Put them in the goddamn movies. I need to get up and take a piss. I need to get my parking ticket validated. Now, back in the day, I used to have a driver, but you know. I'm I'm one of the people now. I'm 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 retired. I I drive myself sometimes. A Cadillac. I like taking the Cadillac out for a spin. I uh, I I need to go. Put the scenes in the movie. It seems pretty simple. Why are we waiting to see where the sound was mixed so then you can get a key part of the story? It's like twelve minutes. So I wait. I was, I'll tell you what, Petey, swear to God, I almost peed into the popcorn bag. I've done that. I one time was stuck on the 405 coming out of a meeting in Playa del Rey, which is a god-awful place to have meetings. Why do you do that? Here I am. At the time, I was staying south of the boulevard in Encino. And you'd think on a map, you look at it, it's not too far, but here I am. I was stuck in primetime traffic on the 405 freeway. Luckily, I had an old a can of beer that it was empty. Uh, it was left back there. Uh, I, I swear, I think, uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was Steve McQueen, uh, God rest his soul, had left it in there. And I whipped, I, I, I did, I tell you, I whipped it out and I peed right there in the 405 near Skirball, tossed it out. And uh, I thought I was going to have to do this here. But the scene comes up and it's got one of the all time best actors, Samuel L. Jackson. That is a star, Samuel L. Jackson. I don't care if he's fighting uh, reptiles on an airplane or he's got a laser sword or he's quoting Bible scriptures while he kills somebody. That guy is pure, pure electricity on the screen. I would have killed to make some pictures with Sam Jackson in the, in the 70s. I'll tell you what, I would have killed. I would have made money. He would have been the biggest star in the world. He's on the screen. And a girl from a sitcom. And, and, and they're on there. And I'm thinking, okay, something's going on. They're going to fight back here. Poof. They vanish. They burn away. They turn to ash. And Sam Jackson's got a beeper, which, by the way, I held on to my beeper until 2003. I was mocked, I was ridiculed, but I held on to it. It got the job done. And here's Sam Jackson, he's got a beep or two. And something comes up, and later, I didn't know what it was. It was some logo, and Sam Jackson's gone. I'm thinking, there's the problem with your picture right there. You have Sam Jackson in it, you put the scene at the end of the movie, and then you've 
poof, he's gone. That's a problem. You would not have got a go picture from me. If Sam Jackson, if you got Sam Jackson, he signs a contract, signs the dotted line to be in your picture, you put him in the goddamn picture. Not as a bonus scene for these adult kids sitting next to me. And they were nice. I'm not judging them. They were nice. Um, but they had like sneakers on with multicolored laces and these, sh- these shirts that, uh, you know, cotton T-shirts with logos on them. And they were freaking out. And one of them had to be 47. Like, go home to your children and your 401k. What are you doing? Um, but they were excited. And so I, I had to ask. I'm like, what did I just watch? I almost i am ready. Uh, my prostate, for once, is working. And I'm ready to fill up this empty popcorn bag. And, and I, wh- what did I just watch? I watched Sam Jackson die. That's what I did. So I turned to one of the kids. Uh, again, kids in their 40s. And, and um, he says, oh, he called Captain Marvel. I'm going to explain it on my podcast tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I know what podcasts are. Kenny Napsock's letting me on his podcast network. But I'm saying, what what the hell is a Captain Marvel? We're watching a Marvel picture. Is it the whole team? Is it the front office? Are they calling Stan Lee? Who's Captain Marvel, I say? And he says, oh, well, you know, it was just his character, and then the rights, they lost the rights, and uh, well, then he became Shazam. Or I'm like, oh, I, I'm familiar with Shazam. Um, but then this character, and now it's a character called Carol Danvers. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a lady lady hero. I like that a lot. Uh, I like lady heroes. And they say, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a Brie Larson. She was in The Room. And I'm like, the, God, the goddamn Room picture? You got someone from the, the crazy picture with the billboard? Of, uh, up there throwing the football, high mark. No, no, room, not the room. And she's Captain Marvel. So well, well, where was she in the movie? I said, oh, no, they're shooting the movie. It's, uh, uh, you know, it takes a while. To go. I'm like, I know how movies work. I know when you shoot the movies, it takes a while. I get it, kid. Who probably is, you know, got prostate problems like me because he's so old. He's got gray in his beard. And he goes, no, no, the movie comes out in 2019. Well, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> it's genius. I wasn't mad at that moment. It's genius. I know what the Disney family is doing. They purchase these Marvel pictures, purchase the Star Wars pictures, uh, and all the other ones, and they, they, they get you to these screens, and then they sit you down, they throw up some stuff there, and they say, hey, stick around to the end. It's a commercial for the next movie. Holy crap, Petey. You could you imagine if if that had been the case? Can you imagine? Could you imagine if I've got Donald Sutherland and Telly Savalas running around in a World War II picture and I wanted to take those characters and put them in another battle? Uh, the overture comes up at the, you know, the credits at the end, the score, uh, and the credits play out there. And then I got a scene where Donald Sutherland turns to Telly Savalas and says, we need backup. And they go, oh, yeah, let's call her. And then two years later, you're seeing a picture with Anne Margaret as Captain Army coming to save Sutherland and Savalas. I'm sitting on a gold mine. I'm sitting on a gold mine. And Eastwood was in that picture. 
uh, Kelly's Heroes. And I'll tell you right now, I, I think Eastwood would have been on board for a sequel if I pitched it like that. You know? I'm thinking this is what they're doing. This is this is what the kids are all about. This connective thread. One movie leads you to watch another movie. Holy smokes. That is a go picture. So overall, that was my experience. I really liked it. The Avenge team, I get to Dutch Allen gives it a 7 out of, out of 10 stars. Is that low? You're looking at me funny, Petey. All right, I'll give it an 8 and 3 quarters stars. Only because it was sad. It did make me sad. I want, I want my heroes to win at the end. I'll go see the sequel. The sequel, Captain Marvel, right? No? What do you mean? That's the, the sequel's not this Captain Marvel picture? They're making another one with the, the Guardians team, I heard. That's not the sequel. Avengers 4? Is that? But this was Infinity War, which for, I don't... The sequel to this picture is in like two years? And there's movies in between? Oh, my gosh. That's why they're making money, Petey. Holy moly. I like that. Anyways, eight and three-quarter stars, only because Peter Parker died. And actually, I, uh, one half-star demotion because you killed Sam Jackson and you didn't even have him in your godforsaken movie. But it was a fun experience. Go out and see it. That is the Marvel's Avengers. Uh, I got to go see that there, uh, and, and I hope you guys liked it. Let me know. Use... Um, Use the communication devices of your choice to reach out to Kenny Dapsuck there. You can follow him uh, on Twitter. You can use the hashtag. I'm reading these notes here. I'm reading these notes. Give it to me, Petey. Give these notes. Hashtag. You wrote it out for me. Because that other thing looks like a pound sign. Pound sign the Knapsack files. Use the pound sign the Knapsack files. I'll say it my way. Don't look at me like that, Petey. Uh, Reach out to him there. Uh, go follow him on his Patreon page, patreon.com slash The Knapsack Files. No pound signs or hashtags in that one there. Uh, I don't have a Twitter. I'm not going to do that. That's the case. But that is it. That is it for now. Dutch Allen inside Tinseltown. You got go picture, kid.